Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. everyone pastor bob and the tell it like it is radio show you are tuned into a live broadcast tonight and we are glad to have you i'm broadcasting live from the studios of kdix dickinson north dakota that's the am station right here in dickinson and we also are being picked up by their website kdix.net and also holy ghost radio channel 2 and i've got all kinds of people texting me so far so let me know if you're listening. We've got, uh, you can text me 701-290-7862. And, uh, let me know which way you're listening to when you do that. And their texts are just keep coming in. We've got some Lees listening in Dickinson. We've got Brother Griffith listening, uh, out in Great Falls, Montana. We've got Nathaniel listening up in, in, um, 
Grafton or Park River, North Dakota. I'm coming up there, Nathaniel, and we should, Lord willing, see you on Friday night in the service there. We've got the Millers listening in Gulva or in Beach tonight. I'm sorry, not in Gulva. I knew better than that. We've got um, the, uh, Yvonne, Sister Yvonne, Sister Marin listening down in Bowman. We've got Lori listening in Southart, Brother Greg Johnson listening in Ashfield, Wisconsin. Good to have him, and uh, such an encouragement. We've got uh, James Loopy from Oskaloosa, Iowa, listening tonight, and his fiance Jody in Harvey, North Dakota. That's a long ways to be apart. Uh, Sister Bretz is listening tonight, and she wanted to challenge Sister Bretz. It's kind of old lady, but she wanted to challenge my son Ben to a foot race in church today. So I wonder if, uh, who would have won there. She thought she could do pretty good. The Andre family is listening tonight in Dickinson. The um, We've got Abe and Sierra and Cassidy listening. And Dale Jones with his tell-it that he always tells me. So, so far, the bunch of people are texting me. You can text me, 701-290-7862. You can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. If you're for some reason you can't text, I'll try to check my emails, too. If you were in our church in Dickinson today, 501 Elks Drive, the New Life Pentecostal Church, I'm going to speak about what I spoke about in church. I've got all kinds of topics. I wanted to speak about the oneness of God today, but maybe I'll save that for a different program. But I've got kind of got some stuff in my head about that that I want to get out, but who knows what will happen next Sunday. Well, Carl, are you listening out in, in Michigan tonight? Carl is a man that I met. He was in our jail ministry And uh, he likes this song. And Lord willing, we're going to get to start going into the jail again in in August. They've shut us down because of this flu bug, and they wouldn't let us go in the jail. But I've heard rumors that we're going to get to start going in to the jail again in August. So I'm excited about that. Well, When he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. Our God is an awesome God. Thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fists. Our God is an awesome God. The Lord wasn't joking when he kicked him out of Eden. Wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. His return is very soon. Better be believing that our God, he's an awesome God. Our God, he's an awesome God. He reigns. Heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. When the sky was starless in the void of the night, our God is an awesome God. Swook into the darkness and created the light. Our God is an awesome God. Judgment and wrath He poured out on Sodom, but mercy and grace He gave us at the cross. Hope that we have not too quickly forgotten that our God, He's an awesome God. Our God, He's an awesome God, He reigns heaven above with the wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God, He's an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. And he is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. 
And that's an old Rich Mullins song and one of the favorites that we used to sing at the jail. Well, Pastor Bob is going to talk about something that he talked about earlier today at our church. If you want to come and visit our church, you can hear Pastor Bob live if he's preaching. Sometimes we have guest speakers. Always good when we do. But next, this coming Wednesday at 7.30, I believe I'm speaking at our church at 105 7th Avenue, West Dickinson. We have a, a Wednesday night service. Uh, we have a Sunday morning service. <coughs> Sunday school at 10 o'clock. Our worship service is at 11. And it's both are very good to go to. You should come to both. And then Tuesday nights in Beach at the Beach Community Service Center at 7.30. Thursday night in Bowman at 7.30. We have service um and then we also have a service in Bowman at 10.30 on Sundays. So we um, just got a text from our our uh, team that is in charge of our ladies' prison ministry, the women's prison down in New England, and they had four ladies tonight online in service, and they're going to be able to go back in person in August also. So that's exciting. We're all excited to do that. Tonight I want to turn your attention to Deuteronomy chapter 30. And we're going to be looking at verses 10 through 20. And these are, this is Moses' kind of farewell address to the children of Israel. He had some very serious warnings here in Deuteronomy 30. We see the frustration of a of an old man that has been trying to tell people over and over what they need to do to be successful with God. And it seems like the people are not getting it. And so Moses, one more time, begins to tell them what they must do to get right with God. And I'm going to bring out tonight that I do feel like Moses sometimes, not that I'm great like Moses, but I I do get frustrated sometimes because there's such a simplicity of being successful with God, and so many people fight against it and act like there's some kind of deep revelation out there. Well, in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 11, Moses said, for this commandment, which I command thee this day, and I'll tell you in a little bit what that was, is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. It's not in heaven that thou shouldest say, who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it. And so Moses was saying, this is not a mysterious commandment that I'm telling you that you need to do to be successful with the Lord. Uh, This is not something you need to go into a trance for. Uh, uh, This is not something that you need to see a guru about. This is not something that you need to get hallucinogenic uh, drugs and try to come into some kind of a spiritual awakening type thing. But these are words, Moses said, that I'm telling you right now, simple words, and you just need to listen up. And there are, there are many people that, uh, you know, Pastor Bob, if, if I want to be known for anything, I want to be known for a pastor and a preacher and a radio talk show host that makes it so simple that it's just about embarrassing that it's that simple. Now, first of all, I don't know if I'm a real real deep person or not. I don't know what my IQ is. I never want to know. I never want to find out. I'll never take an IQ test because I'm afraid I'd be disappointed. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I mean, I don't have a low self-esteem, 
Um, I, I, you know, I, I have confidence when I come behind this microphone. I, I have a good grasp of the Word of God, and that's what I need. But I'm telling you that, that the things that I say on this radio show are just right in your face. I mean, they're right what you need to hear. They're right tell you how to be saved. You know, and people that say, well, you know, it's just so complicated to know what God wants me to do. That's a bunch of baloney. Deuteronomy 29.29 said, The secret things belong unto the Lord, our God. But those things which are revealed belong unto us. In other words, there are mysteries in God because he is so much higher than we are. His intelligence is so much higher than our intelligence. We were created in the image of God in the sense that we have free will and that we can create and we can imagine and and so on. Uh, We're not just another animal. But this this, uh, concept that God's too hard to understand, Moses is addressing this in Deuteronomy 30, 11 through 13. He said that it, it's not hidden from you. It's not, you don't have to go up into heaven to find it. He said you don't have to uh, go across the sea to a foreign country to meet some person that can tell you about some kind of secret note hidden at the base of a mountain. He said, no, it's not that. But in verse 14 of Deuteronomy 30, he said this, but the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thy heart. So what what is Moses saying? It's very nigh unto you because I'm telling you right now what you need to do to be right with God, to be successful with God, to be pleasing to God. It's very nigh to you because in Deuteronomy chapter 30, three times Moses tells them what it is. And then he says, it's in your mouth. In other words, you're reciting it with me. They heard it so many times from Moses that they could recite what he said, and he said, it's in your heart. In other words, they had it memorized. They could close their eyes and hear Moses telling them this thing that's not a secret. But then he goes on in verse 14 to say, that thou mayest do it. You see, this knowledge that of what to do to be successful with God was right in front of their noses. Moses was telling them right then. And he said, but you've got to do it. You've got to do it. You know, my frustration as a pastor is that your answer to being right with God is right in front of your face. And you're acting confused like you don't know what to do. Pastor, I need some advice. Pastor, I don't know what to do. You know, like, (coughs) it's like I want to say, no, I've been telling you what to do, but you won't do it. You know, Pastor, I don't know what to do with my children. You know, they're they're not serving the Lord. They're not interested in the things of God. But when your children were little, when I was telling you, you need to start coming to church faithfully. You need to you need to show your children how to live for God. But you wouldn't do that. And now your children are floundering. Now it sounds like I'm bitter or but it's not that. 
It's not. I'm, I'm talking to those of you that want to listen. You're going to have to start practicing. Well, I'm going to play part of a song, but my when we come back in the next segment, I'm going to talk about, so what is this secret to success with God? Because Moses tells us all through the book of Deuteronomy. And I'm going to tell you. Pastor Bob, it's the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You can text me tonight, 701-290-7862. And you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail. Never seen anything look so bright Blinded by the darkness of the night Living in a world that always claims what's wrong is right I did not know which way to turn Somewhere to heal my wounded soul Captured, imprisoned Cause of what I did not know It's not really what but who Could make me sane and whole You came into my life And turned my life around I once was lost in sin but now I'm found I can't repay you But I'm gonna have to try So I'll keep on serving you Until the day I die
but that's not what you had deemed. Play part of that song by Bill Farron tonight. And, uh, off of his CD called The Captain. Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is radio show, good to be back. Thank you for all the people that are communicating with me tonight that are listening. You can text into the program 701-290-7862. Talking about Deuteronomy chapter 10, or excuse me, chapter 30, verses 10 through 20. Talking about the fact that Moses said that the secret to success with God is really not a secret at all. All through the writings of Moses, he tells us what the secret to being successful with God is. For instance, in Deuteronomy 10, verses 12 through 13, And now, O Israel, and now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? But two, and he names several things here. Number one, fear the Lord thy God. This is, this is what the Lord requires of us. We need, you know what, I don't care what you think. You say, oh, I don't believe in the fear of God, Pastor Bob. Well, you don't believe in the Bible. You don't believe in the Old or New Testament because the fear of God and having a proper fear of God in our life is all over the Bible. God is not like some old grandpa guy that you could just push around. God's not some somebody you can change his mind. God's not somebody that he'll change his mind about what's right and wrong. And if you're living wrong, you better have a fear of God. It might turn you around. Fear of God has turned many people around. The fear of God has saved me. So number one, he said, what does the Lord require of thee, Israel? Fear the Lord thy God. Number two, walk in his ways, in all of his ways. you got to figure out what God wants you to do. And then verse three, it says to love him. So it's not just enough to fear him and to walk in all of his ways, but we need to love him. Number four, to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. In fact, um, I might do a program about that later, about the difference between righteousness and godliness. So not only do we, we walk in all of his ways, but we serve the Lord like we do what he wants us to do. And then verse five, to keep the commandments of the Lord. We've got to figure out what they are and his statutes which I command thee this day. And then Deuteronomy 10, verses 12 through 13, ends with this. For thy good. I want to just dispel a a lie here. If you think that living for God is a sacrifice, if you think that living for God is something that's very hard to do and that, that there's no reward to it, that's what the devil wants you to believe. But as my friend Brother Gene says, it's a good life living for Jesus. It's for our good. The things the devil has isn't for our good. The things that God has is for our good. You know, if if somehow, as a pastor, I could convince everybody that that's true, every child, every teenager, Like, the best thing you can do for yourself is to serve the Lord. That's the best thing. It's for your good. But tonight, I really want you to notice in Deuteronomy 30, and here again, I just, I mean, this, this, so far there's nothing revolutionary here, and I don't think that what I'm going to say next is either, but 
It's not a deep secret on what to do to live for God. Fear Him, walk in all of His ways, love Him, serve the Lord thy God with all your heart and all your soul, keep the commandments of the Lord and His statutes. Like this is, this is, if you know your Bible at all, this is, this is what it's all about. But I want you to notice <coughs> verses 15 and 19 in our text of Deuteronomy 30. It says, See, I have set before this, this day life and good, death and evil. In verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed or thy family may live. You see, this, everything about this commandment to be successful with God comes down to our choices. It it comes down to what are you going to choose? You know, that's, that's what it comes down to. I've heard all the excuses of why people can't. But I'm telling you, you can. Because the Bible says God will help us if we start making the right choices. But he won't make the choices for us. He won't do that. I don't know why I feel like singing this song. It's a song I wrote years ago. doesn't even fit my program tonight. <clears throat> I just got my guitar and I feel like singing maybe. Let's see how it goes. Little chorus I wrote. Sing your praise. Sing your praise to Him. Sing your praise. Sing your praise to Him. For He alone is worthy. He holy he alone is God so sing your praise sing your praise to him sing your praise sing your praise to him for he alone is worthy he alone is holy he alone is God he alone is worthy he alone is holy alone is worthy Jesus alone is holy Jesus alone is God Jesus alone he's God
That's what I wanted to speak about tonight, about who Jesus is. But I ended up with choices instead. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, text me tonight if you're listening, 701-290-7862. It's your choice whether you want to serve God or not. The Bible says, Moses, I laid up before them a, a, he laid before them life or death. God's blessing or God's curse? Seems like an easy choice to make, doesn't it? Either one of those. What would you rather have, life or death? What would you rather have, God's blessing or God's curse? But it only becomes difficult because we don't realize that it's in the small choices that we make daily that turn into the giant choices that we make. Choices that we make are going to affect our direction in this life and our eternal destiny. Now, let me just say, and I kind of said this earlier, but doing what God wants you to do is not always apparent to you unless you know him and you know his word. We probably won't come up with the right choices automatically if we don't know God and we don't know his word. You know, this this is why it's so important that we not only read and study the word of God ourselves, but we go to a Bible-believing um, church, a Bible-obeying church, because we need the Word of God taught to us, and we need to study it ourselves. You see, you can be out floundering and making bad choices simply be, uh, through ignorance. Part of what I do as a pastor and part of what I hope to do on this program is to give people the equipment they need so they can start making the right choices. For instance, on how to be saved. <clears throat> the Bible says, Peter said, on the day of Pentecost, on the birthday of the church, when he was asked a direct question in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, what do we need to do? How do we take advantage of Jesus dying on the cross for us? And Peter said in verse 38, repent, That means to turn away from your sins, to be sorry for your sins, ask God for forgiveness of your sins, to be serious about it. Repent and be baptized in water. Baptism means water, being dunked in the water. That's what baptism means, being completely submerged in the water by immersion. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. So repentance, the Bible says, that repentance and water baptism in the name of Jesus, working together, will get our sins washed away. And then Peter went on to say, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You see, I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't have heard a preacher tell me that. You know, my um, first time in a Pentecostal church, uh, my wife and I went there. It was all new to us. The The pastor uh, reached me with a message he preached and a story he told at the end of that message. The second time I went to a Pentecostal church, God showed me that I needed to be baptized in his name. 
And I was baptized in Jesus' name the very second time I was ever at a Pentecostal church. (coughs) Excuse me, God showed me through his word. The choices we make are probably going to be wrong choices unless somebody shows us God's word. Now, life choices are important. And I'm not talking about them tonight, but it's important. Like, big choices in our life are important. You know, like, what am I going to do for a living? Who am I going to marry? Where am I going to live? Which which church am I going to attend? Those are very important choices. But that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about making daily choices that will accumulate in us making the choice to serve God. Our simple, everyday choices. Because our actions will lead to habits. And our habits will be what our life consists of. And what our life consists of is what we're going to be judged by. And I'm going to just dwell here for a minute, but you can choose death or cursing by simply doing nothing. Not choosing to make the right choices is a choice. And here again, you can know what the right choices are. You can mouth the right choices. You can memorize the right choices. But life really amounts to doing the right choices. And not doing anything is a choice. Laziness is a choice. Joshua said in Joshua twenty four fifteen, he said, and if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. I believe that making the right daily choices will change your life. Now, in church, I use the example of health, and I'm not talking about health tonight. I I believe in health. I believe you should be healthy, but I'm, that's not my that's not my expertise. I'm not a doctor. I've got my good friend brother Jones that's listening. He's not a doctor either, but he's a healthy person because he's got some good common sense when it comes to health. He, he, he exercises. He, I mean, he's not like an exercise freak, and he's not a health nut. I mean, he eats whatever, I mean, a little bit of whatever, but he, he tries to eat healthy. My wife is the same way. She's a, she's a healthy person. You know, she eats healthy. She tries to walk and get exercise. Now, me, on the other hand, not, not as much. But But health is like this. If you make healthy choices in diet and exercise, even if you're unhealthy, you could become healthy. But it won't happen by talking about it. It won't happen by memorizing it. And it won't even happen if you do it one time or two times or three times. Last night, I had to drop a vehicle off at my office. And I thought, well, I'll ride my bicycle home. So I threw my bicycle in the back of the vehicle. I drove it up there, parked it. And I rode my bicycle home. And it's not very far. It's probably, oh, maybe, maybe a mile and a half. Maybe, maybe two miles. And I'll tell you, when I got home, I was tired. 
I was breathing pretty hard pedaling that bicycle. And I realized, you're out of shape. Well, I didn't get out of shape overnight. And I promise you, just because I pedaled that bicycle last night, I'm not in shape right now. And the same with your godly choices. Making a godly choice right now will not turn your life around. But making godly choices that turn into habits will change your life and turn your life around. Choosing to serve the Lord is a daily thing. And until you develop godly and spiritual habits in your life, it maybe should be an hourly thing. Choose ye this hour whom you will serve. So during this radio show tonight, you can be thinking the right thoughts. You can be having new resolutions. You can say, I'm going to go to Pastor Bob's church on Wednesday night. And I'm going to go to the altar and I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask God to forgive me. And I'm going to start living in a new way. I'm going to throw my whiskey bottles away and my drugs down the, the out into the garbage can and... And I'm going to uh, move out of living with my my live-in boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, you know, you could you can say all those things, and I'm I'm glad for people that make a purpose in their heart. But these things have to turn into actions. Oh man, let's see. Well, should I play a crazy song? Yeah, let's try this one. One of the things you should make a good choice about is the church of your choice. You may see a movie show The ushers of beer, and the preacher is a little odd, but remember, that's the church of your choice. You can read the newspaper to see what's on downtown. St. Paul's has a carnival, St. Peter's has a clown, at St. Bozo's, a leaking lawn ornament pulls crowds from miles around. It's standing room only when Dagon comes down. Go to the church of your choice. On Sunday, you may get a bingo game. Father Domino will take your bets. Sister Mo sells cigarettes. But remember, that's the church of your choice. At the Friendly Family Worship Center, there's a political candidate speaking on the Magogians invading Jerusalem in 2008. If you vote for him, you're guaranteed not to tribulate. It's spectacular and sure to draw a good gate. Go to the church of your choice on Sunday. You may get a spirit-filled love fest. Run for cover as the women grab the men, wipe their lipstick and makeup on them. But remember, that's the church of your choice. Go to the church of your choice 
on Sunday. You may see a video. The organist smells of beer, and the reverend is a little different, but remember, that's the church of your choice. Yes, remember, that's the church of your choice. I wonder why that's the church of your choice. Maybe you should ask yourself why that's the church of your choice. Pastor Bob, the Telelike It Is Radio Show, you better make sure you choose the right church. And we'd love to have you choose ours. 501 Elks Drive, the New Life Pentecostal Church right on Interstate 94. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30. The beach, in beach, we have church at the Beach Community Center. That speech is 60 miles to the west of Dickinson. That's Tuesday nights at 7.30. On Thursday nights in Bowman at 7.30, we have church right on Main Street in Bowman. On this Sunday, I heard they're cooking hot dogs before church. Is that right? They're going to make some hot dogs and serve them right out there on the sidewalk right before service. That's that's a good idea. I, I like that. That's a good idea. Get some people interested in coming to church there in Bowman. Well, we're talking about choice now and um, choosing life over death, choosing God's blessing over God's curse. And But it's not as simple as just saying, yeah, I want to choose life. But it's in small increments. That's what it's about. Like, like if you're an apostolic person listening to me, you got to choose to pray instead of party. Uh, we don't believe in partying like drinking and things. But, I mean, you know, I mean like getting together with friends and doing things we enjoy, playing a game or whatever. But did you pray? See, you got to choose to pray. Nothing good happens without choice. Nothing good happens without discipline. We need to choose to worship over worldly entertainment. You know, we need to choose that. One of the choices that I made many years ago that was one of the best things I did for my family was to get rid of my television set. And that's been a long time ago. I haven't had a television in my home for like 43 years. Don't miss it. All that time wasting. Man, what a time waster. Plus, look at all the junk on there. But that was a choice I made. Get rid of that thing. You know, it's a choice I make that I don't watch those Hollywood movies. That's a choice I made. Don't watch them on my computer. Don't watch them on my phone. Why? Because I don't want all that junk in my head. But see, those are choices. It's a choice that I make to to go to church every time that we have church. Now, there are people that are just not consistent. They're not they're not, um, they're not consistent. They're not, you know, they, they choose other things above going to God's house. I used to joke and say, I'm thinking of opening up a church at Walmart because when the weather's so bad you can't go to church, you can still get to Walmart. But see, those are choices that we make. Now, I pastor a church of crazy people, and good crazy people. The worse the weather is, the more they want to go to church. Sometimes when the weather's so bad that they that any thinking person wouldn't travel, I have to put out a text and say, "Listen, well, I'm going to have service, but if you live out of, out in the country, maybe you better kind of pay attention to that road report." 
But you know what? It's like it's like talking to a wall with a lot of these people. They show up anyway. Why? Well, they're young and adventuresome. I know that. We've got a young church, a lot of young couples, a lot of young kids. But also, that's their choice. You know, I hope someday that somebody doesn't get killed in an accident on their way to church, but I'll bet anything God's looking at it like, well, they chose to come to church. You know, seems like you should get some kind of feather in your cap for that. (laughs) You know, choose holiness over worldliness. Choose using your time wisely versus wasting your time. Time management is a choice. You know, you can be you can choose to play video games and computer games the rest of your life if you want to. But that's not a good choice. You see, even in not doing something that's evil, people say, Well, I'm not playing evil games, Pastor. Well, maybe you're not. You know, in Luke chapter ten and verse forty two when when Mary looked like she should have been helping Martha put together a meal for Jesus and his disciples. Martha got really mad, and she came into the room. She said, Jesus, Martha, or Mary's not helping me. And Jesus told Martha this. He said, one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Was Jesus saying that we should be irresponsible? No. He wasn't saying that. But he was saying that Mary has chosen to listen to my teaching. Where are your choices leading you? Are you cold today spiritually? Are you hard spiritually? You know, I, I one of the things as a pastor, because I can't read minds and I can't see inside a person's heart, all I can see is what they do on the outward appearance. Don't let that scripture in 1 Samuel confuse you when it says, God looketh at the heart, man looketh at the outward appearance. Don't let that confuse you to say that it's not, that it's wrong to look at the outward appearance. It's not. That's all we have to go by. Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. And so when I see somebody that was so faithful, they were excited to do something for God. Maybe they were a Sunday school teacher at one time. Maybe they came to everything at one time. And now, they barely get to church. It worries me. It really worries me. Because these are choices that we're making. You know, and people use excuses like, well, you know, I'm too old to teach Sunday school now. Really? You're too old to teach Sunday school? Like what, you... you uh have to wear a diaper, and you don't know when you're going to have an accident. I mean, I, what, I'm not sure what you mean by that, because that certainly could be a hindrance. But you're too old. I mean, like Pastor Bob, in a, next week I'm going to be 63. Am I too old to be a pastor? Should I say that? Well, I, I'm too old to be a pastor. I, I better not do this radio show any longer. I'm too old. See, these are excuses. These are choices that we're making. You know, this this fall, we, we're working on, we got some carpet ordered. We've got two brand new Sunday school rooms that we've remodeled. As soon as we get those carp, that carpet in there this fall, we'd like to start a bus ministry again. 
We've got two church vans, and if we fill both of those up, we'll buy another one. I'm, I'm into it. And I've got a man in our church that said he'll do the maintenance, all those things, and that's exciting to me. It really is. But you know what? If you're from our Dickinson church, we, we're going to need Sunday school teachers. We're going to need bus drivers. We're going to need people to run to the door to get the kids, to get them to walk them out to the bus. You see, these are choices that we make. Well, I'm, I'm too old, Pastor Bob. I'm too busy, Pastor Bob. You see, I promise you, if you are cold and hard in your spiritual walk today, if you would just turn back and look into your past, you'll find out that you've been making choices that have taken you away from God. And you need to retrace your steps and reverse those choices. You see, I have been blessed. I'm not going to have time to finish this tonight, but I have been blessed in my life to see people that have made right choices. Like I know people that have quit good jobs so that they could be in church more faithfully. I mean, I I know people like that. I have met people that have turned down promotions because they didn't feel like it was the will of God for them to leave their local church that they're in. And I'm not saying that's what everybody should do. But you see, these choices <coughs> that we make, like the one I made about my TV many years ago, I have no idea. I still don't have any idea where I would be if I wouldn't have made that choice. When I quit drinking, you know, when I came to God, I was a drug user. And when I came to God, I laid my drugs down. I was completely done with them. Except I still drank occasionally when I was first a brand new convert. And I thought I had scripture for it. I thought I, you know, I, you know, take a little wine for your stomach's sake. Jesus turned the water into wine. You know, I, I would argue that with people. Where would I be today? if I would have not chosen to listen to a pastor and lay that one beer occasionally that I would drink down. I don't know where I would be. But I'll tell you where I'm at today. You know, I have no addiction problem today with those things. I don't even want it. And I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you, I I, I lost my appetite for it 40 years ago. I don't care for it. You know, you've got to get right with God. You know, in Isaiah 66, 65 and 12, it's, it talked about, he said, I spoke and you did not hear. You did evil before my eyes. And then notice he said, and I and did choose that wherein I delighted not. God said, you chose things that I didn't like. I don't know why I'm talking about TV today, but I'll tell you what, if you got a TV and you watch that stuff, you need to ask God what he thinks about it. Why don't you sit, you and God sit down with your favorite program and write a list of all the things that God likes and all the things that God doesn't like about that program, and you're going to find out there's probably not much on that list that God likes. 
Isaiah 66 and 3 says, Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. Well, you need to make some right choices in your life. The um, tell you a little bit about us again. New Life Pentecostal Church is, is located at 501 Elks Drive in Dickinson, North Dakota. If you're from out of town, I can find a Pentecostal church for you. If you text me, 701-290-7862. If you ever come through Dickinson, you'd be welcome to come to our church. And it is not hard to find because if you drive on Interstate 94, which is the only interstate that goes through Dickinson, and you look to the north, you'll see New Life Pentecostal Church plastered all over that building. And then we have a uh, church service on Wednesdays at 7.30, Sunday school at 10, Sunday morning and 11 worship service. We have a men's Bible study Friday morning at 6 a.m. at the church for all you early birds. That's for men only. Usually, just about always, we have something to eat there and coffee. This summer, we have a man named Ben Lee leading those Bible studies. Last week, he talked about getting a study in the Word of God, how to study the Word of God. Man, it was practical. It was good. And um, appreciate it. Brother Ben Lee, he might be listening tonight. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, Church and Beach, 730 Beach Community Center, Church in Bowman, right on, is it 18 North Main, Bowman, <coughs> Wednesday night, 730, Sunday morning, 1030. We've got a church in Beulah, we've got a church in Bismarck, we got a church in Newtown, we got a church in Williston, we got a church in, in uh, Minot, <coughs> Glendive, <coughs> churches all over the place. All over this area. Well, I'll try one more song that I wrote, and I'll see how this goes. Make the right choices. Here we go. You pulled me from the garbage. And you taught me how to live. And you filled me with your spirit. And you Washed away my sin You (coughs) Live radio, when you cough, it just doesn't work (laughs) There is none like you, none beside you, you You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you and I love you, my God. And you, and you have given me a family. And you have touched my heart and soul. And I really, truly can't see why you ever loved me. So you There's none like you None beside you 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 alone are holy Alone are worthy You You're the one who made me The one who saved me You And I love you my God Well I love you my God 
And Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this broadcast, God, I pray for all of us, our listening audience, my, myself, <clears throat> God, help us to make the right choices, even in the small things that don't seem to matter. God, help us to weigh every decision and every direction in our lives. We just pray tonight in the name of Jesus. Thank you for <coughs> putting up with my cold tonight. And I shouldn't have brought my guitar in the studio because I couldn't quite sing, but thanks for listening anyway. God bless. This song will finish us out. It's called I Heard the Word, and it has everything to do with what I was preaching about. Lord willing, next week I'll be back with another Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless.
for something new. A man stood up and started talking. Said you're too superstitious. Whom ye ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. For the remission of sins, I heard I had to rise to walk in newness of life. Receive the Holy Ghost, speak it in other tongues. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.